0: Hey there, everybody. This is Dr. Rob Berick, the referral doc. How's it going? Uh, welcome to the Special Dentalist Podcast. This is series number two of the DSO series. I'm just doing three short podcasts specifically towards the DSO. DSO stands for Dental Service Organization, also known as Corporate Dental, Corporate Dentistry. So multiple locations, multiple Ah, uh, dentists. The first podcast in this series, I talked about the reasons why a specialist c- should consider joining DSO and why a DSO should really consider having specialists on their team. And so, go back and listen to that if you haven't already. So, this one, uh, I found myself going on a little tangent last time about my experience in the corporate dental. World, So I I experienced 17 years of private practice. I loved it. It was wonderful. I was actually a partner with my brother and another gentleman. And we had a wonderful time. Uh, When my software started taking off, I ended up selling my practice. And after about six months of doing uh, strictly the software, I, I didn't want to lose my touch completely with dentistry. So I went and joined up with a corporate dental office and these are some of the experiences that I had. So this podcast is going to be largely for DSOs to help them understand kind of what goes through a doctors' minds as they come and join a DSO and, and how to help them provide the best quality dentistry for that. And this applies to both general and specialists that work for a DSO. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about DSOs what is a DSO? DSO stands for dental service organization. And another term for it is corporate dental, corporate dentistry. So just saying that I know can cause a little bit of uh, anxiety with some people. It's kind of controversial pros and cons. Uh, Those that aren't involved in corporate dental, uh, corporate dentistry have strong opinions that I've heard uh, and felt as well. And so I've, I've been participated in a couple of different corporate offices and I was able to see the pros and cons that would happen with uh, dental service organizations and, and compare it to my experience as a regular general dentist uh, outside of that. And so I'm going to talk a little bit first of all about that. Um, <clears throat> there's lots of pros to corporate dental. Uh, some of them that come to mind are our dentists that are coming right out of dental school, it gives them an opportunity to be around a group setting, other dentists uh, to get their feet wet a little bit and uh, to be able to establish um, themselves better before they actually go out into the private practice. Um, it also helps them to sock away lots of money towards towards debt, save up money for their practice instead of jumping into lots of loans and buying out a new practice right off the bat. It's good for the patients in the, in the fact that uh, it seems like there's a little more affordable care with, with the DSOs and corporate. Some of, the, some of the disadvantages that I saw that happened naturally with me was just the, the quality of dentistry. And, you know, it's, I don't want to make it sound like the quality of dentistry and corporate dental is just horrible. Um, I'm going to talk more on a personal level, uh, some of the struggles that I had. I, I feel that I'm a great clinician, that I do a good job. Um, I feel like I have a good character so that I i do quality work. Uh, and, and it matters to me the outcome of of what the patient's outcome is. So when I went into this corporate setting, what I found naturally happy, happening was my name wasn't associated with the practice, right? I was just one of the doctors. So it, it didn't, it didn't matter as much, I guess, when uh, the outcome of what happened to the patient, as far as my name and the name of the practice, that type of a thing. Um, the other thing is, 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 uh, I just felt less accountability. And so when I was, I went, when I was in the setting, where you probably have experienced this it's uh, you're running into your lunch hour you have a couple of patients all backed up and it's just a difficult patient you're doing a full quad of restorations it's your last class 2 that you're doing and after you polish it and everything you go to floss it <clears throat> and the the contact there is super light barely even snapping through and you're like oh my gosh you know this is not optimal but I am just so done with this patient and I need to move on. And you have this conflict and in the, in the private practice, you're you're thinking things like, you know what? I I just got to do it right. I I don't want this patient to have a bad experience. There's some accountability there in the corporate world. What was interesting to me was I was finding this devil on my shoulder, just saying, who cares? You know, it's like, you're just one of the doctors and just funnel them out of here and, and uh, they'll, they'll be okay. I'm not going to be, this isn't my, uh, where I'm going to be in five years. Anyway, I'm not going to be with these guys. These guys are not going to be coming back to me with problems. And so those are the natural things that kind of come in, even to people that that have high morals, that feel like they have character. Um, it's a natural thing that that happens and it kind of creeps in. And, and you have to keep that in check as a doctor working at a corporate office. And it's difficult for corporate to, uh, be able to help all their doctors see the importance of providing good quality dentistry. And this this is pros and cons um, for both general dentists and specialists. They have the same issue. You know, what about an endodontist that's in a corporate office and they're a little short when they take their final PA on uh, their final fill and they think, well, you know, this really isn't my office and I'm going to be out of here soon or whatever. So these are, these are issues that, that a that apply to the quality care that comes through corporate. And so one of the things that I would like to first of all address before we move on is how do we combat that? Like managers of DSOs, how do you help your general dentists, your specialists uh, feel that importance of providing the best care, even though their name's not necessarily associated with it? And and that the consequences aren't so dire. There's two ways to go about it. You can you can do something more like kind of like uh, if you're if you end up coming in uh, if people come back with problems it's gonna, and you have to redo it. We're going to take it out of your check. Uh, and that's one way to do it. It's kind of more of the the stick rather than the carrot, right? Um, but I don't think that that will work as well. I think the best way to do it is more of the carrot and and play to their their uh, character, the way they view themselves. And, you know, present these scenarios to them and say, okay, if you were in this scenario, what would you do Um, in a private practice versus in a corporate office? And then try to help them see, listen, um, even though you're in a corporate office, you need to think about the patient. I mean, you are a, a, a health service provider. This patient that came in is paying you real money, paying us real money. And if it were you, I mean, here's the golden rule this is basically what it comes down to. If you were sitting in this chair, would you rather uh, have it done right? Or would you rather have it done, uh, you know, being sent out and, and uh, all of these different excuses? Well, they'll floss better now because, you know, and if there's a real problem, they'll come back. No, you do it right. You, you care about your character. You care about who you are as a dentist and you care about these patients. And you want to do it's right. So drop a box, quickly do a filling. It will set you back 10 more minutes. But hey, you know what? You can hold your head high, look in the mirror, know that you're a good professional that's doing good quality care because it's the right thing to do, not necessarily because you're being forced to do it. And so that's just one thought, a little tangent there about the cons of corporate and maybe a way to petition your doctors that are working for you about their character and it shouldn't be a guilt trip. It should be more of a "boy him up and say, you know what? Um, it's really important. You should care about this as a doctor uh, caring about the patients, maybe show them this podcast, have them listen to it. Okay, well, hopefully you got a little something out of that. That was uh, the podcast number two in the series for DSOs. Next week is our last one for DSOs. At this point, we're going to talk in depth about the referring platforms, the systems that are needed in order to have uh, really great uh, tracking of the referrals, making sure that those are converting. Uh, It's difficult as managers of DSOs to be able to see exactly what's going on, where the patients are going, the conversion uh, whether or not they're going in or out of the office. Um, there's a bunch of different things that I suggest for DSOs. We'll show some case studies that will make a, a pretty big impact on the way you, you view specialists and referring and the importance of actually having a, a system that works well for you and your, your DSO. So uh, we'll join you next week. And thanks for joining us on the Special Dentalist Podcast. And we'll see you next time. Thanks.